Brian, you should know uh, that Garop Garop won his first game as a Raider. Yeah, he did. He's talking all that shit. He did. I told you he's the goat. I told you. You told me he is the goat. I have. I disrespected him. Yeah, he's gonna turn that Raiders franchise around, and they're gonna see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I I thought I'd (laughs) let you guys know. He kind of is a big deal. He is. Hey, when you're right, you're right, Brian. Hey, you know he was uh, Tom Brady's backup. Did you know that? Did you know that? He was his apprentice. Now, now Tom Brady is his backup. Oh, wait. He's not even playing anymore because he's so Right. Well, he's, he was 40-something. He was 45. I'm not committing to that. But the Cowboys did take him off the, the, the NFL, though. So. If There's Tom Brady signed up for another year, he would have been Garop's fucking backup, bro. We all know this. Damn. He would have been Baker Mayfield's backup. Let me stop. <laughs> Damn. That's disrespectful. Yeah. So let me talk, let me let me talk to you about signs. So last night, um, last there was night. a football game on, and I fell asleep in like the third quarter, I guess, <laughs> after I got some food, started to eat, and I woke up, and I seen Cooper Rush in the game. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I I stopped paying attention. It was pretty brutal. It's the Cowboys-Giants game. In the first quarter, or? No, uh, I gave it a little bit longer than it probably should. I should have. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to hold you up. I, I seen the devastation, and I went to sleep with a fucking smile on my face. And then I woke <laughs> up and looked at the score. It was on Bleacher Report. And that just was like, come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah, we this don't really. We don't usually. This, this. <laughs> we don't usually do huh? this on the pre-show, but, and I know there was another ass whooping this week, but yeah, <laughs> the uh, ass whooping of the week goes to the New York fucking football giants, dude. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna break fourth wall. Nah, man. Um, you know, all, all, I had a I had a real special conversation with my brother. Right. We was having a little discussion about politics and I was explaining to him how Barack Obama fucked over working class people. That's another conversation. He didn't agree with me on that. And I said, I'll come back with some information. And he said he would have some information, too, and that we would continue to have a discussion. Right. But then we started to talk about football. Guys, the things he said, we're going to run it up the middle on y'all. Y'all been beating us for years. Is we gonna flip it around? We did good last year. This year is gonna be ours. He said a lot of things, and you know, I, I like the Giants, so I'm not the type of nigga to just be like, "Fuck out of here, y'all want me trash this year." I said this, such a subject. I said a few things. I said, "Look, if we lose this game, it's 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 not gonna be because y'all y'all did better than our defense. Trust me." I was like, "That's not what's gonna happen." What's going to happen is that you put the, the offense on lock and force it to be a super gritty game, which you guys are good at winning. Um, two turnovers in the first fucking half of the game, in the first quarter that was scored on, prevented that from happening. Yeah. It, it, and it was kind of, it was, it, it was crazy because y'all had to play a different way. And even when y'all tried to run the ball, like we, like it was, because we don't have a bad running defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came down, yeah. Came down the field and got into field goal range and shit. But like, we held out to a field goal. You know what I mean? Like, I like one of my friends was like texting me saying how like, yo, if it wasn't for that block punt, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that changed the whole game up. And I do agree, man. It was worse. It was a blocked play. field goal. Huh? It was a blocked field goal. Exactly. Yeah, but I was trying to say, like, you know, y'all made that drive, but we still held y'all to a field goal. So, like, don't try to violate the defense. Like, if it wasn't for that block punt, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the Dallas defense is real. And when I say, hey, I think we're going to win a Super Bowl this year, I don't mean that in no joking way. I think I, I want to see what these other teams – are going to come up with because <laughs> they I don't know man niggas need to hope that Michael Parsons gets hurt did y'all see what the fuck he was doing all night yeah I did I didn't I didn't watch I'm not even saying this as a Cowboys fan I'm saying this as like a holy shit <laughs> like who, uh, this nigga Michael Parsons I don't understand how he does it I don't know what he's doing that's so special compared to anybody else in the league but there's no one doing it better than well, to be fair, our offensive line was ripped a hole through like a fucking paper bag. Yeah, Evan Neal, man. He, like, uh, he didn't really have to do much this time. He just kind of walked through every single time. But that's what I'm saying, man. And even on the times he didn't walk through, he was like, you know, getting double teamed. Bro, he was triple teamed on one play. And I let and I allowed the um the, the edge rusher to 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 kind of loop around and catch um and, and catch the quarterback, but God damn man, yeah. The Giants are better than that. I that's I one thing that's for sure. They are way better than. That. You know, like it was something that's similar that happened in the in the Bears game where I feel like after a certain point they just kind of like lost the will to live. Yeah, against the Packers, right? Yeah. Like, I saw it in the Bears game where, like, after a certain point, like, everybody was just like, fuck. And it wasn't even that far for them. They just kind of gave but up. But they gave up. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing happened to the Giants after a certain point, which, you know, it's, it's not fun. I feel bad for the people who all, who went out there in the rain, dude. Yeah, man. I, you know what was oh, funny? Man. I was just thinking to myself while I was watching it. I was like, man, that would have been a fun game to go to. Last time I went to a football game, it was Cowboys-Giants. And... Oh yeah, that was fun. That was a good game. That was the what was that the Thanksgiving game? No, it was uh, it was like in September. I knew because I have like I had a Monday off, so that was a good game though. Yeah, that was a fun game to be at, and it was one. It was one of the Cooper Rush games where I think he beat us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I should. I'm good. Man, I'm, I wish I could have been able to make this game, and then like. In the second quarter, I was like, I'm glad I did not spend money on this game. <laughs> Bro, 40, man. Dude. 40? I can't believe y'all didn't score, man. That was crazy. Unbelievable. I that mean, I was more surprised. That was, that was insane that, like, nothing happened. Like, we didn't, we really didn't make it to the, like, the red zone, I don't think, even, like, except for, like, maybe twice in the whole game. Yeah, man. I don't know what happened on the second time. Would y'all go for it on fourth and we got to stop? Or yeah, do another, I don't, I don't remember, do man. Fourth. It's a blur. <laughs> it's crazy. I yo. prefer to not Bro, remember. The pick that Stefan Gilmore got, that, all right, all right, all right. That all was right. crazy. That was a really good, okay. that was a crazy pick. That what, man, all the sun. All right, so the black punt, that's like whatever. You chalk that up to the game, right? You're like, fuck it. You know, it's going to happen sometimes. Nigga, that hit on Saquon from Trayvon Diggs that popped the ball up into this nigga's hand. Oh, that you was... understand 
was shit that, like that also him? I was talking about that other one where it was on the sideline. Oh, that Stephon Gilmore guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that one was cool too. That was that made me remember, like, oh shit, we have Stephon Gilmore. Like, it, it's gonna be rough, yo. It's gonna be real rough. But I bet you the Eagles still give us an issue because of Jalen Hurts running. Mm. Speaking of, when I tell you Jalen Hurts almost gave that game to the Patriots and put a smile on my face, only for Mac Jones to be a fucking potato. <laughs> like, not even a baked potato at that. Just just raw Russian potato mm. with a helmet on. Imagine your quarterback is the potato that's on your shelf. Well, I don't have to Not think that hard, right? Daniel Jones. Yeah. If Mac Jones was a potato, then I don't know what Daniel Jones was. Daniel Jones, he's not normal. I mean, he's not normal in the head. And what I mean by that is, like, we're all, we're all different. We're all special. But mm-hmm. he's special, special. You understand? Yeah, he's a different type of guy, you know? Nicole told me that he had that helmet, that same helmet that he's had on in this game that we watched last night. But that's the same helmet that he's had since elementary school. <laughs> and that, that he uses it to go to sleep as well. And that every year when his head would grow a little bit bigger, they would adjust the helmet and repaint it for every team he's on. Do you understand what I'm saying? That he's been getting hit in the head since he was like a child? I don't know what that means. He's needed a helmet since he was a child. Oh. Yeah. Poor guy, though. He he was getting mauled. Yeah, he was. Like, man. he wasn't playing um, well, but I'm also like, how much? I, at this, at a certain point where he has like 0.1 seconds to like throw the fucking ball. What do you do? Yeah, and then the screens become obvious. Because you could be like, oh, throw a screen then. But, like, they know. You know what I'm saying? If we can think that, what do you think Dan Quinn's thinking? Like, yeah. You know, boys, get ready for that screen. We, <laughs> I don't know why they would even try get- a screen with this line. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, y'all had a decent line last year. It wasn't great, but it was decent. I'm just going to chalk this up as like, hey, man, it's the uh, first game, you know, doesn't define the season. Yeah. You never know next week. That's what I'm saying. I feel like week one is weird for a lot of teams. So, you know, yeah, this is a really bad for case. Sure. I'm not trying to like alleviate. I'm not delusional. This is special bad. But I'm, you know, I think it, I think it says more about the Cowboys than it did about the Giants. And all that. Well, you would like to think that <laughs> who they I play wasn't. next. Uh, we oh we play the Jets next. We we come in. Uh, they come into to to Dallas though to play. Mm. Yeah, Aaron that'd Rodgers be a good game. Dallas. To be honest, I am looking fun. I am looking forward to that. Yeah, Aaron. Um, do we have questions? We did have questions. Uh, hey, Brett. You know what's uh rough about the strike is that we can't really talk about things. Uh, yeah. But you know. We uh, we'll make this a you know pseudo, we'll make this a pseudo sports show until the strike is resolved and we get to talk about stuff again. Yeah. Oh, was that what the question was about? Uh, no. Uh, I oh. have new questions from Mike. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Just Here to be is. clear, guys, we want to talk about One Piece live action. We do. We, we really do. 
Yeah, we don't want to run afoul of uh... other working class people. Yeah. And you guys should do too, to be quite frankly. That's my opinion. Yeah. Maybe not all of New, New Jump no. Street's opinion, but it's definitely Josh's. Though there is news about um, the strike in relation to One Piece. Um, oh, I've heard that, that they've written season two pretty much. Yeah, season two is already written. We can talk and about that. And they're going to start production on it once the strike ends. That's so sick. it's just nice. It's uh, another way to like put pressure on even Netflix to start doing something because it is probably their biggest show since Stranger Things right now. Um, wow, it's doing that good, guys. Yeah, it's it hit number one it's for doing really well. a long period of time in like eighty, like a, a lot of countries. I'm not gonna say eighty-one countries because I don't know that doesn't sound right. But yeah. um, it it is it's majorly massively popular. So them putting pressure on studios to uh, to you know negotiate with writers and uh, um while being the biggest show on the platform is actually a huge news um yeah it's great i wonder how the how the regular i wonder how non one piece fans uh uh received the show that's what i'm really curious about so i want to watch it with nikki so far so far everybody so far everybody i've heard from that's um a non one piece fan loves it really yeah, who have you heard even people that? people who don't even watch anime at all love it. From what I've heard. Yeah. But but that's all we can get into. Yeah, we can't uh, really get into it, unfortunately. Goddamn corporate greed. Blame them. The thing the one of the crazy things is is that Netflix was like the CEO of Netflix, I believe. I'm not sure if that's true or not, or Ted if it's Randall, Warner. I think his name is. Yeah, wasn't he the one who was like um, saying we'll hold off until they're homeless? Or I don't know if it was him else? specifically, but apparently one of the executives were caught saying that, which is a crazy thing to say. Yeah, we're easy for you. Mm, I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah, yeah. that's it's fucking corny. Yeah. But really, it's, all, people, it's yeah. about, like, just control and all that stuff. And the one mm-hmm. thing they really won't, like, they really won't back off of AI, which is one of the biggest things that is the real problem here, is that they don't want to secure writers' jobs. They want to still reserve the right to replace everyone with computers. So uh, it's pretty brutal um, what's going on there. But <laughs> it is truly disgusting. Like, I don't. I don't care how good a quality AI might be. That's not what I want. Well, it won't be. It won't be good quality because uh, if you're taking it from animation, there's already like this company that tried making a whole animated thing with AI. And really all, all that is is just like stolen art that is clipped together to make right. new art. So it's, yeah, I mean, you're, there's no good quality that's going to come from AI. Yeah, AI, an, AI is only good in collaboration with... Uh, well, AI human. can be a tool, you know? Like, those SpongeBob yeah. things that we were talking about, they're they're not... the guy. There's a guy who writes all of those songs and, and writes all those beats, but uses AI, the filter, to do the voices. And that's, like, as far as it should go, really. Even yeah, Spider- I, mean, Spider- I wonder how those people... Oh, go ahead. Spider-Verse also used AI. 
to to assist them to assist them with the animation. Yeah, AI has its like uses, but it's like it can't but be the to whole use thing. it as a sole replacement for human creativity is incorrect. Yeah, it's it's uh, fucked up. I just don't know what the end goal for these fucking people are. It's just the idea. To save money. Not even to save. Like, if you're going to save this, you're going to displace so many people, and then what? Nobody's just going to have a job. That is the the whole point, Chris. Well, I don't know. All right. Well, my thing was I'm saying that the whole point is that there is no end goal. There is only one one end point in capitalism. It's for somebody to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's for them to save money. that's if what's gonna can, happen. At one point, someone is gonna win everything. If they can That's put not- out the same stuff without having to pay people, then they save a lot more money in the long run. So it's like a it's like a greedy little play that they're trying to fucking. It's all do. about pushing. It, it's all about uh, pushing the line, getting it higher and higher, without any type of consequence to uh, without regard to any of the consequences. Yeah. It's childish. It's 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 so irresponsible. And they're only allowed to get away with that because they prey on the ignorance of yeah. the masses. Uh did anybody you talk to about this shit? Uh, like anybody you talk to in person always agrees. It's only weirdos on, on the internet that want to be edgelords that have something to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, or like ever in these scenarios, nobody ever to my face will tell me that they feel like working class people should just continue to suffer, and that's the way it is. Yeah, I think most people are pretty much in alignment with. I I have like I guess this optimism or whatever, but I feel like nobody wants what these studios are fucking pushing. You know, at the end of the day, we just want people to well, for the most part, I would say. 95% of people are probably like, yeah, fuck, fuck these people. <laughs> like, you know? But, yeah. I don't know. But we do have questions, though. And one of them is actually pertaining to this very conversation. But uh, mm. these are some short questions for Mike B. Um, one of them is, the first one is, who is the one character that would fall for a phone scam? Luffy. <laughs> Luffy. <laughs> Absolutely. Luffy's actually fallen kind of. For a phone scam already in One Piece. So, okay, all right. So, if if we if, if we say aside from Luffy, mm. Mm. Chopper, <laughs> a handful yeah, of straw hats would fall for a phone. Scam a lot of One Piece characters would fall for it. Yeah. No, nah, not nah. Brook is smart. He may be silly, but he's smart. You know what? I'll say Frankie, because he's technologically smart, but I think he can. He, you know, he can be kind of gullible sometimes. That's fair. Frank, you right. Um, damn, who, who, who else? I'm trying to think of a character who's just like straight up not smart. Asta, maybe. Nah. Oh, all of all. Oh. Asta might be scam. dumb, but he wouldn't fall for that. It depends on the phone scam. Yeah, if it's something Wizard King related, he <laughs> yeah, might. He's falling for it immediately. You need to send me a check for one million dollars so I could you could become you become the wizard king if you do so. Or if you said his friends with you. Yeah. We have your friends. And you can't do anything about it, but send a mail order. Send four easy payments of twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Choji. Choji would fall for it. 
Choji. Yeah, Choji would definitely. That's fall a random for it. pull. Choji. Choji. From Naruto. From Naruto. Yeah, Choji would fall for it. The big boy. Mm-hmm. Why Choji? Whoa! They could like oh. offer him some big deal on on a, like a snack or some shit. Damn. <laughs> you violate. <laughs> come on, that's literally his character quirk. It is his character quirk that he is very hungry. Uh, sheesh. Like he literally has to eat chips. Like he, that's literally his whole clan's thing. That is that they have to eat chips. Well, they don't have to eat chips. They just eat chips. Yeah, they do have to eat chips. They don't have to. No, Why do they have to? Chips. They don't have no, to. they literally have to eat I... chips, bro. What do you mean they have they to? Like... I haven't That's read Naruto in a long time, so you know what? I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll err on the side of caution and maybe <laughs> say. Think about it if you want, Chris. I'll die on this hill. I hope you're prepared <laughs> to, Brian. It's not just chips. He probably said the Yakiniki clan or whatever the fuck they're called, right? I can like that. No, they have to eat chips, bro. We uh, got a wham. Bam. Well, there you go. I guess that's that's a few people who would fall for it. Um okay, so here's a second question. Which characters from their from more recent series, 2010 and newer, have had the best growth since since their series started? So what would be like a 2010 oh, series? I know the years that series came out. Yeah, that's very it's that's very sweet of you there to assume that we have that memory, but that would be Recent My Hero years. Academia, right? My Hero Academia. Yeah, I guess he's talking about modern manga. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. Oh, My Hero, Undead. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. And um, I think it's Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> Haikyuu, technically. I don't know. Oh, Haikyuu. Um, Haikyuu, I, I feel like, is bigger as an anime than as a manga. Well, we're talking about the manga, okay. Yeah, I, I so like that, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say Haikyuu. I would say Haikyuu. I would say Hinata has had pretty good growth. Oh, wait, are we talking about... Wait, what are we talking about? He's talking about? about which characters from more recent stories have had the best oh, growth. Oh, characters. Oh, I thought we were talking about the manga in general. No, no, no. Um... Deku. Yeah, I guess. Deku. Um I think Deku has had the most like the biggest transformation out of most mon modern manga characters. I would say so. I would say Fuko from Undead Unluck had some pretty big oh, growth. Yeah. She's a candidate. She's not number one, but she's top fifteen. Yeah, she, she's had some solid growth. Um Damn. There's a lot of series that have come and went since twenty ten. Um unfortunately. Denji, sort of. Denji's had some growth. He's some, but <laughs> not the biggest growth. Not a lot. That's he's fair. That's fine. Denji, but I feel like he's on oh, his way. Hmm? Mm. He has had growth, but not really. Who? No, Denji. No, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm saying I don't. I don't think I wouldn't. I don't think more. I don't think he's grown that much mm. personally. He has he's had heading on, huh? Sheesh. I think he said the most right? Definitely, in, I think in the number one spot is it's Deku. Of the series we reach, yeah, sure. Man, what about Chica? She's not there yet. Chica's. Chica. Well, isn't either. Well, when did World Trigger start? I don't know if it qualifies. I feel I, like World Trigger. It did not like, start before 2010. Let me see World Trigger. This, come on, Chris. There's no way. I'm checking it. He didn't go on multiple hiatuses. 
World Trigger started. Yep. Wait, no. Yep. Okay, yeah, started 2013. Chica's a good character to have for growth. Damn, this, this started a long time. Damn, 10 years ago? Holy shit. Right? That's crazy, huh? Well, it has changed, though. I mean, I used to really, i say three years Yeah, if boss. you discount the hi- hiatus, it was like two years. The hiatus was two years? And yeah. Then, but even with these monthly releases, like, it's not even close to the same. No. You know what uh, I mean? You got to divide that by fucking, I don't damn. know. Damn. It's, it's weird. That's a blank, man. How many series have passed in that time? You know, 2010 to now. Oh, yeah, Promise Neverland. I think um, Emma... That could have been. I think Emma has pretty much stayed the same character for the most part all the way through. Do you think so? I think she learned a lot. Of yeah, she learned. I, I, I guess, like, we're talking about, like, real development. Like, I think... I think uh, Emma was a character that more influenced the world more than the world influenced her. You know what I mean? Okay. Which is not a bad thing at all, but you know. There's some side characters we're forgetting. There's some side characters that had incredible in certain series that I'm just not remembering. I'm going all the way back to like old series. I'm looking at Stealth Symphony. (laughs) Wow, Stealth Symphony was so cool. Who um who was the kid in who's the kid who who died quote unquote died in Promised Neverland but came back? Norman. Norman. Yeah, Norman changed a lot. He grew up like fucking yeah. seventy years. <laughs> he did. That he did come back looking like twenty four. <laughs> and that was so like a child. It was weird. Um, Remember Toriko? Of course, but that started before 2010. Yeah. Right? Right? You see Toriko? It looks way too old. What about... (laughs) I think that's just the guy's style. What about Kaiju number eight? Reno changed a lot. Well, I don't know. I don't don't know anything about that. Like, Reno... Reno... Reno is one of the best characters. Like we don't when know it comes this progression. Brian. We don't know him. <laughs> Honestly, I think so Reno hard. is a good. <laughs> why'd you why'd you come at him so hard? Who is this? <laughs> we don't know him. <laughs> yeah, I think Reno is the second <laughs> highest. Reno nine one one, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fighting big monsters. Yeah, bro. I know. Uh, yeah, I guess like Deku. Yeah, would be a good you one agree with me on Reno, right, Chris? I, I have no idea. I've not read Kaiju number but, eight. But you agree? I read with, the first. You, you agree with me on Reno, right? Sure. All right, nice. Brian's in it for the for the waifus. What are you talking about? You're in it for the waifus, Brian. You have less than noble intentions. Yeah, with Kaiju number eight. What? Why? What? Okay. There? How? There's not even a lot of waifus. You love. There's not a lot of waifus. Yeah. But there are waifus. Love them. Yeah, there are Which waifus. Like... <laughs> Definitely like waifus. Maybe there's like maybe two or three waifus. Waifu okay. number eight. Yeah. Ooh. 
I'm going to write that down. That's going to be the title for this episode. Waifu number eight. <laughs> Ippo went through a lot of changes. He sure did, but, but that, that started in the like 80s. Or something. That shit's older than my parents. When the it, fuck are you guys going to catch up on Hajime Ippo no Ippo is Please. older than like, me, bro. Ippo like, is like... To know. I'm trying. I have uh, I have a lot I'm of the volumes caught. Like, you know, what's, what's with that, like, I have been reading the series by myself. <laughs> Pogging by myself, Pogging. and you guys are nowhere near. <laughs> I'm on um, I, I'm on the twentieth volume where he fights Date. Jesus Christ! Listen, man. Who fights? Don't say anything. No, what? I'm way back. I'm I'm starting from the beginning, Josh. You know this fight. Oh, you want me Dante. to tell you who's fighting? Is that when he flips him in the? Circle? Don't tell us, Brian. We're gonna I'm gonna get there eventually. Well, I, but I want to talk about Ebo so bad. Well, you're gonna have we're to gonna density roll combo you, bro. If I want to talk about it bad. so bad, bad. Don't worry, Brian. I'm coming. I'm coming. Um. Oh, this new the arc that's happening right now is so good too. Okay, like, you guys I get it. Up. You read Ebo. <laughs> I'm very excited though. I do want to. I do want to catch up. I miss Ebo a lot. Uh. Well, that's that's the, the best we can answer it, Mike. <laughs> we we have terrible memory. I guess Deku would be. The best yeah, answer? I think that's fair, Deku. Although um, a lot of it got fast forwarded, but whatevs. Yeah, we're talking to like all facets of character, not just strength, I guess. And I feel like Deku, Deku checks every box. Deku and Fuko, I think, are kind of the best yeah. in those two categories, as as I can remember it right now. One more we've read, yeah, at least. Um. Okay, we have one more question. The uh, other question is about One Piece live action, and we'll get to that when the strike is hopefully done. Um, but he says, uh, Mike asks, which characters are most likely to stand in solidarity with workers' rights and support strikes? Which character? Yeah, which characters? Uh, whatever characters you can think of. Um, Kobe. The whole fucking One Piece crew, my nigga. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean... I feel like they the would do more thing. than strike. I feel like they would just roll up on movie studios and probably destroy their islands. They would liberate all of them. They would say, <laughs> "You motherfuckers!" I don't think Luffy. I don't think they would, Luffy they, would. They would, they would give the means of productions to the workers. Well, here's the thing about Luffy: is that Luffy he, has to be fed. No, I don't think <laughs> Luffy would, would help. Luffy would help if he happened to to be involved in the situation. Luffy so would help Luffy if, but he wouldn't been... actively seek to. Yeah, to... Luffy would be would Luffy help. Was out in these streets, I tell every picket line I have a rotisserie chicken feast line. Yeah, up. just have food stocked up and talk to Luffy for a minute, and he'll he'll bring down an talk entire. About, talk about how sad you are, He's and then like, he'll yeah. and give him a ten piece chicken nuggets, and he'll love you forever. And he'll fight. You talk about how sad you are. He'll be like, Ainakama. Yeah, you have to like he'll. I feel like it's a perfect storm, you know. He has to see you like trying to improve the situation. Also, he has to like you as a person and also he it helps if you feed him. <laughs> so, I think he also nah, well, if they're able to yeah, because he has to care about talking to them in the first place, right? Yeah. After okay. he hears about the injustice or at least Robin not consciously not at least, other, you know. Members. He doesn't like go to an island and is like, and yeah, he doesn't go to an island and is consciously like, I'm going to liberate this place. He goes there, he experiences the island and he meets people and then he finds 
their problems and is like, oh, is this guy preventing you from eating the sandwich in peace? I'm going to fuck him up. And that's Luffy's vibe. Yeah. That is. <laughs> He's like, oh, are Dude, you trying to eat? Are you trying to eat this rice right now? And this guy's getting in your way. Uh, all right. I guess I'll declare war on them. Like, oh, uh, dude, the other, the, the fish man, the fish man from, um, Fisher Tiger would definitely be on the, on the Fisher pickets. Tiger? Oh, Koga man. from Alabasta. Mm-hmm. Right, remember Koga? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the revolutionary from Alabasta. You know, it'd be sick if he joined the revolutionaries just as a, like an Easter egg type of thing. Maybe he is. Hey, we actually don't know that, that he didn't, you know? Um, a lot of One Piece characters, let's just say. Uh, all right. So now outside of One Piece, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about Jujutsu Kaisen characters. They're too busy fighting demons and shit. I feel like they're not. I feel like they would. Nah, I don't think so. Pojo I think. Um, I think they. I don't know if they'd like join the picket line, but I feel like they would be sympathetic. Two workers. Remember, Nanami Remember would. Nanami would. Yeah, Nanami would. I don't know. He seems like a wage slave. No, that's the whole point. <laughs> His whole thing is that he was a wage slave, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna fight demons instead, because this this oh, ain't right. doing it for me. Oh. Like he was, he I was a jujutsu. He was a, his his origin was he was a jujutsu sorcerer first. He quit, went to go work, realized that. Capitalism is evil, and they came back to being a jujutsu sorcerer. Well, what he should have done was send some cursed energy. Well, whatever. Anyway, fair enough. But I'll also say uh, the the uh, the the lawyer guy, Higuruma, with the corn. Yeah, Higuruma. Yeah, Higuruma would. He's justice man. All right, so we got one piece Jujutsu Kaisen. My Hero Academia. Deku for sure. Ida also. I don't um, know about Hawaii. What? <laughs> Deku is such a nerd. He would be all. Yeah, I feel like Deku would be moved more by his love of media than his love of the status quo. <laughs> Yeah, he would be more like I would rather change the system than not get another Star Wars. That's fair. He is a nerd. Yeah, nerd first. A lot of nerds. A lot of nerds. Though status quo. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I think Ochako would. I think Uraraka would. Naruto would as well. Oh, hold on. Um, no, I mean, that's all I could think of in terms of my Hero Academia characters of characters who definitely um, would. I guess we're taking this question as whether they would like join the strike somehow or. Well, yeah, and sympathizing and and, well, no, it's more than just sympathizing, right? Actually take action. I guess. And because I feel like most characters actually would sympathize. But I guess we're. The better question is like, I guess, what would they, who would like, take actionable steps to help the strikes and whatnot? So, but I think that's all for My Hero Academia. 
Um, I'm 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 just say this like my, a lot of my criteria is kind of based on what have they done in the series, what is their goal or missions, yeah, and how does that line up? Like, if if you're in a if you're in the manga world that has capitalism essentially, you know what I'm saying, and you're doing everything but fighting that, you know what I'm saying, then I don't believe you stand partners. You know what I mean? Because you're busy doing all these other things. Yeah, that you know. Granted, there's monsters and demons and all that shit, but I mean, I think it's also a, you're also a demon if you pay people a poverty wage, etc. So, yeah. like, you know, they, that's my criticism of a lot of the American movies. I think Denji would, because Denji think... likes good movies, and that's like a big point. He likes mm. movies in general. He's a big fan of movies. And if he heard that, like, they were being mistreated, I feel like he would join. He hates structure. He doesn't like being unified with something. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe he's not so anti No, all he wants is a regular life. In fact, I think, like, that's what he craved was structure because he came from such an unstructured life. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, that's all I can think of. I feel like everybody in Black Clover, for the most part, would join in the pickets. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just I guess. a vibe. I feel like Fuko would for sure. I think everybody in Undead, for the most part. I'm going to go poop. Cool. <laughs> but that's it, I think. Yeah, I guess God is a much more immediate, and the Umas are much more immediate of a threat than capitalism, mm. I suppose. I don't even know if it's confirmed that that's the governing system of Foucault society. Who, who knows, man? Whatever. Yeah. I, I guess mean, they're all known. I guess they, like, Undead and Luck takes place in the world as we know it. Like, there's countries, they, we have the same countries, like, they're in Japan and stuff. But yeah, well, and you could argue Fuko has a lot of control with being able to speed through time and knowing the future and understanding things. And she didn't really, all she's been focusing on were the negators. Well, to be fair, there's God coming to destroy the world at some point, so right. That's that's uh, yeah, good point. Because even if they even if she helps out working class people, there's still a threat of God. Yeah, God will just reverse time, and then capitalism will come back again. Yikes, or even serfdom. The worst version. All right, you said Naruto, Brian? Brian went to the to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Well, I guess that's it. We're we're hitting on forty minutes here. We we should start the actual show. Um, Great. Cool. Well, see you guys at New Job City. It'll be a short one. There's only two series this week. But yeah. Later. Peace out, y'all.